0: Tell me where you've been. It's been perkin all day long. I'm so happy to sing this song. Sweet tea. Life is just like some sweet tea. Oh another brim with family and friends. Pour me another glass and jump on in. Life is just like some sweet tea. Hi y'all, welcome to Sweet Tea Talk with me, Erica Allen McGee. In this podcast, we're going to talk about everything from eyelash extensions to activism, all Southern style. So grab a mint julep and kick up your heels. Let's get started. This episode of Sweet Tea Talk, I was fortunate enough to be able to interview my good friend and stellar actress Miss Rhoda Griffiths. Rhoda has been in so many different films and television shows and uh, I met her while shooting a film in Atlanta a few years back and we've remained really good friends and I love her to death and her experience and her spin on being a southern actress is of great interest to me and I hope for you too. So here's Miss Rhoda Griffiths as I interview her about being a Southern actress in Atlanta, Georgia. Enjoy. Miss Rhoda Griffiths. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is official business now. Okay, I'm serious. <laughs> you don't have to be serious. Um, so I'm sitting here with my good friend, Miss Rhoda Griffiths. And so I love to look at your IMDb page. <laughs> um, I do. Are you
1: I, a stalker? I'm You're a little.
0: It's a, a little bit. I like to look at you it because know. I do because inevitably every single time I look at it, and this is no lie, I'll be like, "Wait, what? She was in that?" Oh. Because I will. I will have seen it like on television or whatever, and maybe I saw it years ago, and it was something that I loved, and I can't remember which one it was this last time, but I was like. Dang, now I'm going to have to go watch that again because i got to see Rhoda in it.
1: But you know from being a character actor, too, that when somebody gives you a compliment like that, it means you did your job well. If somebody walked up and said, oh, I loved you as lizard lady number three, or (laughs) something, you'd go, oh, my skin's really dry. Not me. I would
0: love that. I want to be the notable (laughs) lizard lady. Um, No, but so just so people know, and this is definitely not all your credits. I would not have time to list all of your credits, but some of the ones that people might know you from are Road Trip. I love to, when I talk about you, I love to reference um, that you're the mean lady and walk the line that mm-hmm. yells at Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, blindside, oh girl, in the country club. Oh, you're just a hater.
1: See, it's opinionated white woman. And uh, Ride that pony to the bar. Sticking
0: stick your head through the bookcase. Yeah. Who were you looking at? Was it Octavia?
1: Octavia. Uh,
0: don't you get that book. Okay. I mean, all of those things. Um, an alien <laughs> in the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. You came running out to Sylvester (laughs) Stallone. I'm like, what is she doing? Uh, And I didn't, I knew you were in Hidden Figures, but I had forgotten about it. And we went to go see it. And I'm sitting there in between Tara, my daughter, and Ryan, my husband. And you popped your head through that bookcase. And I was like, oh, my God. Rhoda, get back in the (laughs) library. Back it up. And I just, I love
1: that. Um, Erica, I do it too, though. When I see somebody, especially if it's something I've auditioned for, or if it's some, Movie that, or somebody hadn't worked on a while, and they're like, oh, "Oh, I'm so glad she got that right oh, Isn't she doing a good, good job?" My yeah. husband goes, "Nobody in this theater cares that you're happy you she got that Well, No, I, I'm not. Thinking I feel about the it. same way. I mean, I feel the same
0: way. But um, the way that we met, and I'm going to tell this story, and then you have to, you have to recall it back to me. Um, so I got called for miracles from heaven. So I drive to Atlanta and I audition, and. The director. Were you there? I well, don't remember. This was my when I met you. It was my callback. Okay. And so I show up, and there's all these dudes, and there's like two other women, That's and right. I'm thinking, this is my competition. And I'm, I go in and I see the director, and she's like, "Okay, go sit back down out there." And I'm sitting with the dudes, and they bring me back in, and they bring. One dude in, and then they bring this other dude in, and then they go sit back down, and then I go sit back down back there, and you're going in, and this other blonde gal was going in. Yes, I
1: do remember the
0: blonde. And and then y'all are coming back out, then I'm coming back in, and they're I'm standing next to a tall man, I'm standing next to a short man, and I (laughs) go. But you're in there
1: standing. But I'm
0: in there standing. I'm like, what is happening here? I was like, I I don't know what's going on. So I go sit back out on the couches. And all these dudes are sitting around me. And they go, one of the guys goes, I feel like I'm on The Bachelorette. And then the other one looks at me, (laughs) looks at me and says, who are you going to give the rose to? To me. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And I, I was, I did not understand what was going on. So then they pair me with this fella. And in comes Miss Rhoda. Well, first the other blonde gal came in. She did. She She came
1: in before me because I changed my lipstick three times.
0: Then in comes Miss Rhoda. And Miss Rhoda, she... (laughs) You look at me, and I look at you, and I'm like, I
1: know this woman. I knew you from somewhere. I didn't know where.
0: And, well, this is what is the funny part. So you shake my hand, and you say, haven't we worked together before? And I'm like, "I, I don't know. And... We do our scene, and it's awesome, and the <laughs> sure. directors are laughing and nodding. You know, mm-hmm. it, I felt I felt pretty good, but I still didn't understand what was going on.
1: I didn't either. I had no idea.
0: So I'm driving home, and I'm thinking, where do I know that redheaded lady from? I'm like, she I must have worked with her. And I'm driving down the road, and I go, Parental guidance. Oh my God! Oh my God! And my God. I remembered that I had just watched not too long before that movie mm-hmm. with my daughter, and we loved it so much. And we thought you were so mean <laughs> as the <laughs> Russian violin teacher. And I was like, "Erica, you dummy! You haven't worked with her. You know her from the <laughs> movies." <But> um, <laughs> I did think I had
1: worked with you. I no, did. I
0: know, but we just had that kind of—it
1: was a connection, instant yes, connection. We don't look alike, but we are related somehow. Somehow, I, I guess, don't. I believe that. But, but that's one of the most fun auditions I think I've ever gone to because everybody was so excited to be in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing negative was about. No, it. no. It was.
0: It was really cool. Yeah. And then, so I had never done a feature film, and I can't believe that I was faking it when I walked into the trailer that first day, and I'm walking in the trailer. And I don't really know, Rhoda, what I'm doing. And you're at the end of the trailer getting your hair done. Yeah. And Jennifer Garner is sitting in the, middle. Yeah. in the middle. And I walk in, I'm like, hey. And there's Jennifer Garner. <laughs> and she stands up and puts her hands out, hand out and says, Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm like, hi, and then I go, hey, it's you, and point to you, Rhoda, and blow Jennifer Garner off, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited, and I'm sure Jennifer Garner's sitting there thinking, aren't you excited to be here with me, and I was like, no.
1: She mentioned that later, she said, well, y'all know each other, and I said, we met at the audition, she goes. Y'all don't know each other, and I said, "Well, again, we met at the audition. I'm just excited to see her again." And she goes, "I guess so." <laughs> I totally blew her off.
0: <laughs> but we had so much fun doing that movie. I, I mean, just hilarious. Mm-hmm. And she was cool. And but the Michael. but the most fun was just acting silly with you.
1: I couldn't agree more. I had the most fun with you. We're in a hundred degree weather, like it is now outside. Yeah. And I just remember our trailers were parked in a field, and there was yes. hay oh my and God. grass everywhere. So if you wore nice shoes, we were ruining our shoes. Right. We would trek to these, I'm going to say a dog kennel, because they're tiny. Oh, yeah. You can't leave the door right. closed, or you will die. <laughs> right. Um, we just gravitated toward toward one another, and we both stayed in one of the dog kennels. Yes. Because we didn't want to be alone. And right. We had so much fun. It was
0: so much fun, and, you know, wardrobe and... Hair and makeup and sitting there and doing and those Jesus. takes. And Jesus. And
1: trees. And I, mean, and I tell fun. you, though,
0: after it was done, you know, I had done a bunch of commercial work and voiceover work, but I had never done film or TV. That
1: is so hard to believe. But I
0: didn't say that to you no. because I didn't want you to think that I wasn't cool. But <laughs> But when I started talking to you about everything, I was like, she's she's done so much
1: it just means i'm older than you no no, yeah, but, no
0: but but what yeah. no what i think is so amazing about what you've done is that you have had this I, I wrote it down it's 20 on imdb it's 28 years of solid work 28 so many different parts and while my favorite ones that you've done have been these judgy southern ladies because that's what I relate to um and and you you started way before then so you you you, not way before then but you started way before then and so to me what you're doing I mean you're working you are a working actor and all of these roles that you play they're they're very diverse like I said you do do a judgy southern lady um but I mean, you did that Russian uh, violin teacher just as well as you did
1: uh, as uh, the mean lady in Walk the Line. You're being very generous because you're my friend. I will say it is the best gift in the world, as you know. It is. To be the character actor. It's it's so much fun. You can age. You don't have to be the pretty girl. And in the South, we don't mind wearing floppy hat and gloves and going, being the busy Gladys Kravitz. Bewitched. Right. You know? <laughs> right. We don't care. No. A job is a job. We are not. Always having to be the, I was never the pretty girl in college. I was always the aunt or the mom. And so it's okay. I think our careers last longer because we're not 18 to, let's say in Hollywood, it'd be what, 25. So that window's like a ballerina. So thank God we get to ride that pony and be all kinds of crazy people.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And you kind of blow in and blow out. I know that you have done... A series before where you're where but but that's got to be a fun thing to do as well um it's interesting to me because i remember talking to you about um at that time nashville was shooting oh, yeah. and you had had a part on nashville just a tiny but it was but you're mad though because once you do that part then
1: for a series that's you're it burned out unless they decide to bring that character back. right right and in the south um i'm not telling you anything you don't know is if you do accept a part like that, you know it's called a one and done, and yeah. you're just going to do your right. little part. I call it lighting the baton and throwing it up in the air after you twirl it. The right. next person's going to be there to catch it, and you just go in with that attitude but and do the best you can do. Right, and twirl it because out.
0: they may they may remember you for for next time yeah. for something else. You never know. You know, it, I mean, there's still even though it's it's such a wide group of people, mm-hmm. there still is that human connection, and it you do get to know people.
1: Wouldn't you rather have done that day than not? Oh, yeah. No okay. question. Somebody always asks, would you turn down a role that was just a little bit to hold up for the hopes of getting something? Uh-huh. You, you can't live that way. i go with the sure thing every day. No, time. you
0: can't live that way. Because Connie Britton, hello. Right. I
1: serve her cappuccino. I don't care.
0: Right. Just to... Just to be on a different set, meet other people. I just, I think it's an amazing thing. And, you know, looking at your list of of credits and everything, you know, I know the story, but other people don't know the story about how you even got into all of this. So just give me a, a, a quick, like, where you grew up and then how you got the bug, where you went to school and from there.
1: Okay, quick, quick. I am from Anger, North Carolina. Two stoplights, and now we have a caution. (laughs) I am the youngest of three daughters. Um, It is a tobacco town, but my parents were not farmers. Um, I have a lot of uncles who are farmers, and I worked in tobacco with them in the summers. Wow. Both my sisters were at least singing, playing piano, things like that, and they did theater in high school. So I decided, well, I want to do that too. Yeah. I think you understand, too, when you're the youngest of three girls, you're a little louder so you can be heard. Okay. So it's always... Louder, right. Um, I decided I wanted to be an actor after performing at Campbell University. My ballet teacher was the Wicked Witch, and she was choreographing it. And in Oz, we were a caterpillar, her tap class, and we're all hooked together oh, in a green funny. leotard, and we do this little tap number. And I remember raising up, and she said, Rosie, you can't raise up because you, you won't be the caterpillar if you got to put your head down. I heard them clapping, and I decided then, oh, my yeah. God, that is the best feeling ever. Yeah. I was dancing. I didn't get to say anything, but I thought, Mama, that's what I want to be. Yeah. And she said, are you sure? Yep. So from then on, my what mom grade listened was to me. I was in the second grade. Second grade. So that's what my mom, and she lived in that station wagon waiting for baton classes, tap classes, singing classes, acting classes. And it's good to know what you're going to do at a young age. I agree. I think it's a gift from God. It is a
0: blessing. It is. Because so many kids that I come in contact with now, you know, they're in school. And they still are like, I, I don't I don't know what I want to do. And there's and nothing wrong with that. that. Yeah. But it's that's just a hard way to be. My husband was the same way. He knew that he wanted to make television. Yeah and that's what he what wanted to do. entertaining
1: guy, too. Come on.
0: Well, he is. But but even from high school, you know, you just he knew. I knew. Yep. I knew that How old were you? Uh, my first role in Knoxville, Tennessee was I played Annie in Holy Annie smokes. You're after insane. after the Annie movie, the reboot okay. of the Annie movie came out. And I was in fourth or fifth grade. Fifth yeah. grade probably. Okay. And once once you do that, I mean, school shows came to see it. So everybody, I, I, newspaper, I, I mean, the whole deal. So once you do that, just the there. caterpillar, you yeah. know, you, you're just done. Nobody knew
1: who I was or anything. It but was that the applause and the, the closeness of people and how they reacted to what you were doing. It's yeah. different than at a birthday party singing a song or something, right. I thought. But you were I mean, I, I in it. But I call
0: it the white, hot sun of the spotlight. Because when you're standing there and you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. this is a feeling that just comes over you. Yeah. Um, and it's not every time, but when it does happen, you feel like it's just this almost like grounding.
1: It's biblical.
0: Place that you, you're like, this is where I'm supposed yeah. to be. It's
1: so why just, aren't we both on, on stage? Well, I, I'm working
0: on it. Okay. I'm working on it. This is a conversation for after the. After we talk. Oh. But um, but yeah, so you grew up there. Mm-hmm. High school was great. Mm-hmm. Shows. Then
1: where'd you go to school? I went to North Carolina School of the Arts when I was 16 for a summer session. A brand new uh, program called Youth Theater. Only open to kids in North Carolina. We had to audition. And my drama teacher, bless his heart. Bless his he heart. He still was teaching at Enloe High School until about five years ago. Joel Adams believed in me. And he said, we need to go audition for this if that's what you want to do. So he worked with me on auditions. audition. Awesome. Got in. i got one of the leads in the show there. I thought, okay, I'm a star. That's for <laughs> it. I'm going to do this the rest of my life, and this is good. Your name will always be on that board. You just walk out in the hall, and your name's up there. Yeah. That was a rude awakening in New York City to look at right. casting calls and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, where's, where's my where's name? Where's my name? Right. But that school's amazing. It's a wonderful school. I can't say anything negative about it. It's gone through a lot of transitions. Um, the film department, which I wish was there when I was there back when God was a boy, but um, it is a, it was ahead of its time thanks to John Ely and Terry Sanford, who was the governor at the time. They put their money where their mouth was, and I will support it until I die. I think it's um, I think it's groundbreaking now. It's a division of UNC Chapel Hill, I think, to stay afloat. Yeah, they had to to sort of bond together, which is fine by me. It's, they don't cut kids anymore, which is different. We had to be, go in front of groups, and if you weren't doing up to par each term, you were you were asked to leave, and you had really? a to get back in. Now really? Do any longer. We started with 32, and we ended with 18. Wow. Now that's, they ended it, they only take about 12.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, then what
1: happened? You graduate. Graduate, went to New York for two and a half years. Married a guy from my class Jay Freer from Atlanta who wanted to open his own theater And so we were engaged and he goes I'm going back to Atlanta I can't take this up here (laughs) And I thought wait a minute I thought you're supposed to be in the same At least city when you're engaged So I had a lot of soul searching because I've always wanted to just live in New York And I have to admit if I weren't married I think I'd still live there Yeah. It never occurred to me you could go back and forth Right. Um, I moved to Atlanta and thought I was going to die because it was so different. I didn't know anybody here except yeah. him. And the theater scene was different. Nobody didn't know how wonderful I thought Yeah, I was. you're
0: like, don't you people understand? You don't know who
1: I think I am. <laughs> so I went back to the North Carolina Shakespeare Festival for seven years. Wow. We were in different states okay. for seven years. And I did every Shakespeare and tour I could possibly do. And uh, finally got back in Atlanta. Got a good agent after a couple years. And uh, then I just started working. And
0: then, when you started working, what were you working in?
1: Mostly theater. And then, all of a sudden, I was at Charlotte Repertory mm-hmm. doing Steel Magnolia.
0: Oh, wow. I wish I could have seen wow. that. I wasn't there yet.
1: You so were. You weren't born
0: yet, probably. I, I was most okay. definitely born.
1: Um, some woman saw me in the audience and she said, Rhoda, do you want to come in? I'm an agent here in Charlotte. There's a part that. I think you could do. She's Jackie Kennedy. And it's at Love Field when she and her husband, Jack, land there. And it's right before he's assassinated. And I went, ooh, that's right. I remember he got shot. Because <laughs> I'm John John's age. And went, okay, this is that. that was a really dumb thing to say. Oh. She said, would you like to go in and read for it? And I said, what? And she said, just drive to Wilmington. I said, from Charlotte? She said, drive to Wilmington. Bring your headshot and resume. And I don't think there's any lines. And I went, oh, then I I don't think I care to do that. I mean, because I'm an actor. There's no lines. Right. She said, just go for me. So I walked in, and there's Mark Fincannon in their little office on Front Street. And he said, literally just, oh, my God, you do look like her. And I went, really? You know, my orthodontist told me that from 14 on. But I've never met her. And he went, well, no, of course not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I got the part. That's the very first feature film I did, and they... That's back in the day when you were just treated like gold. Here's a car. Um, we'll call you when we need you. Just You can drive around the area. We're a little behind. I mean, it was just Oh, crazy. my gosh. I thought every
0: film would be like that. Right. And so you started. So that's when it really got
1: moving and shaking that in was my first North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything was in North Carolina. Yeah. In Wilmington and Charlotte, it was the grand central station of filming for the South. Right. But not so now. Sadly. I know. Because there were so many things. I would drive to Wilmington from Atlanta conservatively four to five times a month. Yeah. And that's a long way, as you know. Oh, yeah. We would drive there early in the morning, get there around 10, 11 o'clock, run into a Howard Johnson's hotel, change in their dressing room, in their their public restroom because they had great makeup lights. (laughs) We'd change, fix our makeup, tease our hair, do what we do. run to the casting office with the cannons on Front Street, do your audition. And I know we look like shark eyes. And <laughs> <laughs> they're slow it down. You're playing a real oh, Do the audition. Get halfway to in your car. Oh, you, we've got a call back. Wait, I want you to do it this way. No, oh, yeah. another you got right to turn right around. So then you get back in the car and you come all the way back to Atlanta to do a show or something else. We were crazy people.
0: Yeah. And now it's here. Yep. Yeah. And now it's
1: here. Now it's here. And it's really here. It's busier than carpetbaggers after the war. Yeah. Uh,
0: When I was here last time, which was last, I guess it was last year I was here, um, the statistic that was always thrown around Mm -hmm. was um, outside of L.A. that this was the number one location for filming. Mm -hmm. Um, I I,
1: think it's still the same, if I'm I'm not mistaken. Well,
0: uh, the article came out last year that said, Atlanta and the UK were now tied and Canada is pushing in there oh, as yeah. well oh, yeah but still up there and the, the the funny thing is is if you could go back and tell young Rhoda who's looking at her fiance going Atlanta. Atlanta hot Atlanta.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and yet here it is and and you're sitting right in the middle of it you know,
1: I don't know that I would have had anything intelligent to say, Erica, except be true to yourself, keep training. You never stop training. Explore every aspect of this business. Um, I still love what I do, as do you. Well, and also,
0: just being in New York, yeah. you know, working, getting your education to be on the stage, mm-hmm. you have to do that. You, I
1: think you so want too. to give that a go. I think so too.
0: One of my girls from my grit show, Um, she is from Asheville. She did my run that I had after we premiered the show and did like our opening night. Yeah. And so this was a series of shows that we did North Carolina and South Carolina Mm -hmm. and she was getting ready to move to New York. And so I was like, you know, are you sure you want to do that? And I thought she's going to get up there and come right back home. And, she has not come back home.
1: Dang her time. Married great. a man
0: who runs a Shakespeare theater. Um, and I remember I we had a couple of, like a year later, I had another run of shows and my gal who was going to play her role couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I flew her back in to do the shows. And... I was like, "How is it?" And she was like, "I love it, See? and it's just a mecca kind of place, you know. It's and there's like no no film, other place.
1: It's like for film, you want to be in L.A., yeah. But for theater, you want to be in New York. Not that I got I got did off off Broadway shows, but I don't care. But
0: it's just a feeling. Yeah. So that's still true, yeah. but it's not the only way to do it anymore.
1: No. Well, it's not that I have this business savvy, Erica. It's not. Life some balls at me, and this is what you do. And I think everybody goes through that. I do believe, and I say this a lot, grow where you're planted. I believe that you're there for a reason, and some people die and don't know what it was, but to live and do something you are passionate about, that you would do for free in an area that is not known for film and TV, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. We're the oddity here, but now there's so many actors here. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God.
0: It's crazy. It is.
1: It's wonderful and scary at the same time. Right. Because you and I have talked about this. If there's someone looking for some crazy redhead woman who's really Southern, authentic Southern accent. Yeah. They're going to bring everybody from LA is also looking for that role. Right. Everybody in a housewife in Peoria who's from South Carolina. Right. Lives there now. She can tape herself. Right. And be considered for the same role. The pool has expanded to include everyone in the world who can fly here. Right. In a day. Yeah. If they work as local, because we're not stars, right? Sad to say, right. So if you want it, it's not like you're going to make this water money. You just have to. But it is it. addictive, though. It's very. I it's mean, a, it's an expensive habit. It is. I've been
0: chasing it since I met you, sure. and it because it just it's not like anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I I, I want to say, you know, well, you know. Okay, so I'm trying out for these things and I don't get it. And so what? You do care.
1: It's the oxycontin of careers. It is. You will. You just can't it get is. it out of your blood. You know,
0: I had, I had, like I said, I had done all those commercials and been on stage so much, mm-hmm. and then I, I did this one thing, and I was like, That's it. Oh my God, yeah. I'm addicted. Yeah. It's bad because there's other things to do, but it, it also really is that great. Mm-hmm.
1: And you trained all those times. You did all the commercials, all the theater pieces, every show to get to that point. So when they go, I don't know, just improv, but do what you want to do. Right. And that's when all these things come together. And right. You just look, I'd look across the aisle at church and I was just <laughs> Beulah laughing because you're so in it, so ready to go. Just, well, we we
0: had so much fun. Oh my god! Well, so <laughs> I can't even go into all that. Oh, when when we were sitting there though, and that church filled with how many people were in that church? Oh, three hundred people. Three hundred people, and I'm yelling at Jennifer Garner on that podium, oh and they're all those extras, and they're looking at me like I'm really doing that. Yeah. She is so such a bee. Yeah. I can't believe her. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I don't it's not really happening, y'all. It's hilarious. It but that's fun. why it's so fun. Because it's just it it's it's in your face. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in your face, but they're not anywhere near you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They they're all around you. But but you know that it's it's right here. Is it's right here.
1: You know? We're so the outer fringe of what's going on, too. The thing is, we love it, and yet we're the peons. (laughs) No, We're not extras. We're not extras. You're not not a peon. No, I'm so a peon. That's okay. I love what I do so much. Yeah. Don't tell anybody this, but I would do it for free because I love it. If I could afford to. Right. Luckily, we can make a a little career out of it. Right. I do mean little is the operative word. But we're the lucky ones. But don't you think, though,
0: you say it's little, but don't you think, though, that all of those things that you've done, added up, are are a substantial career? It's a
1: career. You know, all of these things. Maybe, maybe. Do you know what? I'm fortunate because I did have to work a job job. And I think I'm one of the few people that can honestly say in this business, I don't have to work another job any longer. Right. I do when I want to. Right. But I will say... I can live off what I make as an actor in residuals. Thank you, unions and right. things like that. yes. But um, it's not that I've done anything different. I've been at the right place at the right time, but I've been ready.
0: Well, and also, wouldn't you say that there is an importance to being
1: a good person when you're there? <laughs> the only thing that was said to me one time, when they look even at your slate, they look at you just say. Hi, I'm Rhoda Griffiths. I'm yeah. five seven. I'm a people store. Right. Um, they look at your face and go, "I could spend a month with her. Right. Set in a cornfield in Georgia, in hundred degrees. Right. Why not? She might be nice. Yeah. They say they you think just seem that though. Or you look just like my ex-wife, Enos. Slam. <laughs> and you're like, "There's nothing to do about that. No, there's not anything you can do about but I think that. A lot of it's what you put out.
0: Right. And you have to learn not to take that personally, but at the same time, oh, it's always God. you. It's you being whatever character it is. It's not, you, you can't ever separate yourself yeah. from it. So while you try not to take it personal, every time you put yourself out there, it is you putting yourself out there. It's the soul of
1: who you are. It's the spirit, the essence, whatever you want yeah. to call it. But I do think it takes so little to be kind. Yes. I don't think any walk of life should forget that. Everybody wants to be around somebody who's a little upbeat. Right. So let's be honest. One time I was working somewhere and there was a dialysis place right beside the where we were shooting <laughs> and you're thinking I am so lucky yeah I'm getting out of the yeah, car right to do something I would cut their grass if they let me do this right and I'm not going to dialysis
0: no you're not going to dialysis I
1: try to think of that it's a lot
0: real life hard things going on you know so just go in there enjoy, and have fun
1: enjoy it, enjoy it. so we I, entertain people yeah and if, sad or happy, if so, you can
0: keep that yeah. you know and not let all of the other noise that's around it, because there is a lot of noise around it. If you, noise. if you let that fall away and just focus on the right things, then that's, yeah, I, I, it's, it is worth it, I think. Sure. I sure. think at times. Absolutely.
1: We both understand that, especially as women. Um, I could say ageism, and it means so many different things to anybody, because it's in every walk of life. But I think more so in this business, because I look at Hollywood and women stop working around 35. We do crazy town things to our faces and our bodies <laughs> right. to look like iguanas or right. somebody from another planet. Right. And I've fallen prey to it. Don't think I haven't done it. I've done it. Um, why? Because we want to keep working. It's chasing that, but that next
0: role. It's such a sad thing, though, because don't you think a woman that's over 35 has more of a well to pull from? Yes. Of life
1: experience? You and I have talked about this before. The older you get, if you keep training, I've been doing this since age seven. I've worked my entire life to get where I am now. I feel that I know more about acting than I ever have, about honest human behavior, about relationships. I am can bring my best self to a role but 85% of your job is what you look like. Yeah. Unless you're a name. Oh, yeah. So if you don't look like what they have in their minds, it doesn't matter. Right. You're too old. Right. We're saying the judge cutoff is 50. And I go, why? 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 Would you not trust a man judge who's over 50? Right. We're talking about women here. And right. you're going, oh, my God, we're still doing that? Yes. 2019, it's still about what you look like as a female instead of a judicial right. judge. Right. Right. Yeah. It blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it's, um, that's the most frustrating aspect of the job. It
1: hurts. It's a slap in the face. It is.
0: It's insulting. Yeah. Um, but.
1: It is what it is. It is what it is.
0: And, and the problem is, is that when you do get to do it, mm-hmm. it's so awesome. It is. So it's it like. Is,
1: it's a catch 22. I think I've realized that my husband's are my dad's age now. And I go. Oh, and you're thinking, but. For some reason in America, now in other countries it's not true. In America, that's the person that looks right to be my husband. And I can't argue with that. I have no control over it, so I've learned. Things you don't have any control over, you can't change them right now. Just go in and be the best you and get that role. That's it.
0: Well, do you think that um, being a Southern woman, you know, a lot of stuff that I talk about on this podcast is about being from the South. Do you think, well, first of all, personally i get frustrated when i watch a movie that's about the south Hello. and they have these people that cannot do these southern accents mm-hmm. and they're not even like stars means, yeah. and i'm like i know that there are southern actors out there that could have done that part yeah. Yeah. um but yet this this is this is how it's being portrayed and even stories about People from the south. I, there's just not a lot of real, not positive and real. It's not yeah. positive and it's not real. Mm-hmm. And that's just not. That's just not what I'm hopeful for in my community. Or, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of good things going on. Sure. There's a lot of struggle and there's a lot of learning and there's a, a lot of still conflict in certain places. But a lot of places, it's a beautiful. Wonderful,
1: oh, it's a gorgeous place. place to
0: live and be, and and everyone loves each other. And um, I just I wish that there were more stories like that.
1: I always thought that when this much work came to Atlanta, if work was generated here, if the scripts were written here, if we had editing houses, I think that would happen. You look at something back in the day, designing women. Yeah, I think there was one woman who was southern, right. but it's about Atlanta women, so everybody takes that. That's how Atlanta women are. Because right. that's what we've seen on TV. Just like in Atlanta. Well, we want to go where um, Clark Gable and um, where they were. I want to see the hoop skirts, And I was like, did you study your seventh grade right. history? Got right. The guy with the bow tie. And right. Your smoke and burning and stuff. <laughs> and then they stare at you kind of funny. Well, so there's not oh my God. a Tara. And you're going, well, in Jonesboro, Georgia, you could go to. But no. But that's what people's. Right. What's, that's what's in their mind that we are. So I'd like to change some of those. Yeah. We are intelligent. Yes. We do have different kinds of food here, and the Southern accent does not connote ignorance. No, it does it not. It doesn't. Uh, would you look at Nicole Kidman and say, "No, no, 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 we don't want you to use your Australian accent." Right. You only use the one you use in Big Little Lies. We like that American one. If she's on a talk show, that's how she talks. Right. You and I speak how we speak right now we can do other characters without an accent we can do anything but don't put us in a box to say you're the opinionated white woman but don't get me wrong it's a good job no no
0: you can like you said you can, you can ride that through. train sure all, all the way down the tracks it's hard to walk
1: outside that box yeah because of preconceived notions what southerners are right we're not all in a Faulkner novel no we're not all crazy Trailer trash, Marlboro smoking women with teased right. hair that gets caught in same fans.
0: Right. I was just watching last night, um, "Urban Cowboy." <gasps> oh my god! Which I loved because yeah, I love John Travolta. Right. But I was like, mm. <laughs> John, if you're listening, we're just being we're honest. we're just being honest. Yeah. But who cares? Because okay. it's John Travolta, yeah. you know. And I get that, but it's the it's it's all of the things that are around it. And right. for me, it's that. It's that stereotype and that box that you sure. talk about. Um, I literally wrote that on yeah. my questions to ask you about because I, I feel like, and and great, if you are, if I'm the church lady, the mean right. church lady, the yes. mean Southern church lady, and people say, oh, this part has a mean church lady. Let's call her because she's the mean church lady. Mm-hmm. I certainly wouldn't turn it down. Yeah. But, we're so much more. Than we that. we can we can do all kinds yeah. of things, and I with just with
1: a southern accent, I might add. Right, I can still be a judge with a southern accent, absolutely, and, and be completely compelling and intelligent and hand down decisions that are absolutely um, top notch. But for for America not to decide that you have to have a midwestern accent or somebody, I'm sure people from the Bronx feel the same way. You will use guys or you'll be a mob boss and stuff like that. I don't know that it
0: flips so much that way. I don't
1: know. I've never gotten...
0: (laughs) No, no, me either. But but
1: Southern women, white, not as smart, and you're just lower than. It just makes you seem a little... We're not. We're intelligent people, and we don't all tease our hair. Well,
0: what have... um, No, let me ask you this. So you also teach.
1: I do. And how is that? I find it so fulfilling. I don't teach all the time. I only teach two weeks out of a semester. I teach an on-camera class for high school students. And my point is, if I make you a better steward of the arts, um, I've done my job. Yeah. I think everyone at this school um, is going to be in front of people we act in everyday life. If you're a better CEO, if you're a better uh, teacher, if you're a better anything you choose to do as a vocation, then I've done my job. If you appreciate the arts, then I've done my job. Yeah. Now, some people do go on and go into this business. I try to talk them out of it, though. <laughs> I always say, if you can think of anything, <laughs> anything that will give you joy, that's yeah. lucrative for you to make a living, yeah. I would do that. Yeah. You can always act on the side. Right. There's always a community theater. You can jump in and do a commercial. Right. It. It's a heartache and a heartbreaking thing. So why do I love it? I don't know. Because
0: you just do. Yeah. It's, it's when you wake up in the morning. You're thinking, Hmm, what do I get to do today? What, what's my next thing that I'm going to get yeah, to do? Yeah. Wonder what it is. You yeah, know, you're right.
1: we're crazy. It's 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 insane. We're crazy people. Well, so but theater versus film. I love theater. Don't get me wrong. And that's where I started because you get to begin a middle and an end. You go through the entire arc of right. that character. Yeah. And you hear instant feedback. And I know that sounds really sad that I have to have clapping. I like oh, your no. breathing or a response of something. Oh, of course. Instead of pet. okay, let's try it again. now. I really don't want you upset on this one. Right. Instead of that's what you felt at that time and somebody. I don't care if they're in row M and they're yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's personal. It's it's, p- it's a it's a it's a
0: collaboration between the audience mm-hmm. and the actor and not so in not film for, no. But in but in film the detail is is exciting.
1: It is, I love the detail, I love how fast it is. Yes. It's always hurry up and wait, I don't mean time. You have to make a choice and you have to make it fast and it has to fit in with the other people you've just met even though you've been married 50 years and now you're at a casket and yes. he's just died. <laughs> right. Wait, he just got off a plane, I yeah. just shook his head. Okay, he's dead now, we have a child. You have to add so much and build your backstory right. so fast, out of order, I find it the most exciting puzzle yeah, meet.
0: it's like the cross training of, totally. of acting totally. because I, I can always remember, you know, your heart is just beating and you're in the moment and then you're sitting in the chair. Yep. And then you're back up. It's time yeah. to go again and your heart is beating and you're doing your thing and you're saying your stuff and then you're sitting back in the chair.
1: And for me, I'm either at the beginning or the closer. <laughs> so the star has left right. seven hours ago. <laughs> And they're in a fat suit, and you're talking in a fat suit with their stand-in, <laughs> and you're thinking, "Hey, you didn't quite do it like that for your coverage." Right. So I'm imagining the stand-in to be like he did. Right? It. There's a lot of acting schmacking yeah. going on. Yeah,
0: there's a it, it's so many moving pieces. It really is. It's so
1: wonderful.
0: It's it is awesome. Yeah. Do you? Um. Not not that I want you to, uh-uh. but do you think that you would ever retire? And the reason that I ask is because. Just on the news recently, um, Terrence Blah 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 from Empire. Oh, yes. He has said he's retiring really? after Empire. Yeah, and I thought about it um, the other day because Daniel Day-Lewis is like, I'm out, yeah. and, you know, many men, yep. you hear them say, I am I'm retired. I shall no longer grace the film or stage community. Um, but you don't ever hear... Women. Not
1: much. I have to I've you. literally I've never totally heard. heard of, no, you, there's thinking, not one. Why is that? Then because
0: right? we don't, we don't quit. I, I'm, I ask you that question because I know the answer, but you, you it could be 102 and if they asked you to do the part, you
1: probably would, would do probably it. I probably take it. If, I think one person asked me about retiring at, at this corporation and I said, no, as long as I can keep a line in my head. Right. I'll do it. And he goes, well, that's usually what you only get. And I remember going. Somebody said uh, that to you? <laughs> so I thought, ouch. They didn't realize that it was insulting. And I said, well, I love what I do so much. Sometimes you get larger roles. Sometimes it's pizza. But if you do it with all your heart. Now, thank God I don't have to do pizza now. But <laughs> right. do you know what? I did a lot of years of sure. pizza. I right. did just to be a part of it and learn and watch the pros. But I have to say, I love it so much. No, I, I yeah. can't imagine retiring.
0: It's It was interesting to me because when I... When I... Thought about that, and I thought this man is so young to be retired Yeah. And then I thought, wow, you're never going to hear a Glenn Close. I can't imagine um, say or a Kathy Bates go, you know, I'm hanging up yeah. my, I'm hanging up my,
1: my uh, tap shoes. But you know what I've always heard, you don't quit this business. Yeah. This business quits you. Okay. And believe me, it lets you know when you're done. Yeah. And with women. Yeah. I'm hoping we're going to be the exception. That it's not about lines on your face of well-lived or right. if you're not a double zero or blonde blue-eyed. Right. We need people to tell our stories. Well, and our is everybody.
0: I, I hope that with the increase in female directors yes. and writers, yes. that little pilot that I did mm-hmm. um, back in yes. January before last, um, it was a female director, two oh. female writers, um, and they're still trying to work that project mm-hmm. and other projects. Mm-hmm. And I just am hopeful that, because the movie that we were on mm-hmm. was a female well, yeah. director.
1: And it was wonderful. And it was wonderful. and I think it's changing slowly. Right. Just as people of color have got so many friends, oh my God, and finally a doctor could be a woman of color. And you're like, right. are you kidding me? Right. Because it said, doctor, all you saw was white middle-aged man. So we're just now, the needle's turning and turning. I think the best is yet to come. Well, we're going to tell everyone's stories, not just pretty millennials. Right. It's all of us. Millennials have to have an aunt. Yeah. They've got to have parents. Right. They've got to have people in rest
0: homes. Come right.
1: Come on, we can be those people. Right.
0: And and they don't all have to look like... No. Uh, you know. Like gorgeous
1: models. No, or they that don't. they stepped out of town and country. Right.
0: No, right. It's, it's... I'm hoping that it will change. I yeah, um, too. But y- you just... You don't know. It's a, you know, I keep thinking that this next generation, this is going to be the one. But we keep, as a society, keep making same choices. It's close. It's close. But it's not there yet. I think so I keep, I'm media. like, when is the when is the change? You yeah. know, when is the, you know, as long as ignorance is still around and people are teaching their children ignorance, sure. there's always going to be an element of that, um, which there's always going to be an element yeah. of that. Yeah. But we need for the majority of the people to have more experience with other types of people yeah. so that they have those relationships to pull from.
1: America is a melting pot. We're yeah. all stories. Yeah. I noticed that with students, uh, this up talk and graveling and like, 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 like. I like yeah. went to the mall. Like we had ice cream. And like where are they getting that it from? I it's social media know. and I'm watching the Kardashians. And I always get a map or oh, one of those old maps and show Georgia. Yeah. The valley. We're so far apart. Why do you, you, do you pull set? out an actual oh, map? Oh, that's awesome. To see how far we are. Just look at what social media has made acceptable forms of communicating. Right. That bothers me. Yeah. So I think it creeps into our media. I think it creeps into our films, what we choose to watch, what we think is acceptable stories and not. I just like that more people are out there writing their stories. Right. And not just a handful of white men. Right. And our business is run by older white men. So it is. it's time. Let's share the reins. Everybody needs to have a turn telling their stories. I agree.
0: And you know what's funny though? I, I was watching um, a talk show the other night and there was an actor on there and they were he was on a very popular series and they were talking about the amount of content that's out there now. Yeah. Oh my There's God. so much content out there. And he was like, Yeah, if you're not getting any parts, then you're probably not a very good actor.
1: Again, oh.
0: And I was like, okay, but there is so much content out there. And you almost think,
1: where is all of this? Where is it? Where are they doing this? (laughs) Your face was priced that she had this blank look on her face. I will say, I'm liking it to, I'm likening it to when I was living in New York back when God was a boy and a director looked at me and he goes, Rhoda. Cable is going to change the world, the whole world of acting, because there'll be so many shows that people can turn on their television. And he's talking slowly to me like, I am bombas (laughs) out. There are so many portals for people to watch a show. And I was going, hot dang, we hit it just at the right time. But there is. It's happening again in that there's so many portals and so many streaming services.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how how do I... I'm like, I, I want to be, I, I could be the the crazy madam in the su- suburbs in the Lifetime movie. Yeah. I'm like, where where are they shooting that? Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you have to, you really have to seek those things out. Because they're not all funneling through just one no. channel.
1: And children, we spoke of this earlier, children and people come up all the time, I want to be like you. How do I do what you do? And I don't if I knew what that pattern was, right. we would have written a book together oh, yeah. a while ago. We'd be sitting in Tortola drinking really happy drinks. <laughs> right. Um, well what do There is t- no form. Everybody has their journey. It's like working out at a gym. Somebody goes, Oh my gosh, you're really strong on that and I said, I've been doing this a long time. There's a certain machine I'm pretty good at. Yeah. I can lift a lot of weight. I am right. a strong girl. But I always say everybody's journey is different. I could write something out for you that wouldn't work. You still wouldn't get to the same place. Right. That's another oddity about this. The best people, and I'm not saying it's you or me, the best people, the most well-trained or the best actors aren't always the ones working. It's the most bankable. It has to make money. Right. It has to put heinies in those seats. You have to be willing to welcome those people into your home every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock on ABC.
0: What would you tell a little... Uh, not a tiny, but a high school Southern girl who is, you know, in her drama department, and you know she loves being in the South and doing her thing. But she dreams of staying within this field, be it theater or film mm-hmm. or television or whatever. What what would you, what would you tell, what would you tell my daughter if that was what your she, daughter? Okay, yeah. your
1: daughter's different than. A- a student, student, to make no. She
0: is exactly the same because she's going to have to make choices. If that's something that she loves, okay,
1: okay.
0: Then you know where where would you send your nieces, your nephews? What would you tell them if they said, "Aunt Rhoda, this is what I want to do. What should I do next?"
1: All right, Roro always tries to talk you out of it. <laughs> I do. I always try to talk everybody out. Of right. I do not believe in blowing smoke. And then someone get to Carnegie Mellon or NYU. Right. And it's like, this is not at all what I wanted. And the person who gets ahead, it's almost always the the one in class that you're going, wow. They were really the best actor. There is no rhyme or reason. If you are passionate about it, and if I've tried to talk you out of it, if your parents have tried to talk you out of it, and you're still going... That's an inkling of the drive right. that you must embody to be an actor. It's rejection. It's I know I'm making it sound really bad. No. It's rejection. It is. It's difficult. It's training. It's spending your own money. It's being at the right place at the right time. It's being the right height. It's being the right color. It's knowing everything, which you can't. It's like computers about honest human behavior, which you only learn from growing older. Um, but it's the right script at the right time with the right director. But, that, but
0: say they they say, I don't care, I'm doing it anyway. Then, then, then what do you tell them to I'd do? Then I'd say, let's train.
1: But never stop training. Okay. Like computers, you will never know it all. So, you can be at McDonald's. You can be at a donut place. And just watch people. You're going to play or take something from that person, not physically, but a memory or a little idiosyncrasy from them that you can use.
0: And, con- and continuing on into school, And then... Always training.
1: I believe training equals longevity. Okay. I do. Yeah. I'm very shocked when there's somebody who they found off the street. That is an oddity. And it's wonderful. But it's like finding a four-leaf clover. Yeah. I think your career, if you really want a career, training is the key. And I don't mean you have to go to a conservatory. Go somewhere where somebody speaks your language or that you are pushed daily. I think that's what equals a career. What. Are some
0: of your favorite stories from some of your projects that you've worked on? Give us a little, uh, give us a little oh story about you know some fun thing that happened with some superstar that you got to hang with. I mean, besides me. Uh, the, I mean, uh, I've already, I've, already told, like I've already told, I've already yeah. told our story. Yeah. So, uh,
1: um, do you know I loved this. TV movie in Nashville with Lee, Bre- not Brenda Lee, L- Michelle Lee. Okay. My brother was I think it was it was about Dottie West, the Dottie West story. All these country music stars were coming in to take their little blurb and Loretta Lynn was there. Oh my god. And she was in the makeup chair and it was as if Jesus was in there sitting oh. down getting makeup. I couldn't talk and I just kept looking over like, that is a co star. And they said, okay, i okay. And she says, well, I might not even be able to shoot this today because there's a friend in the hospital. And and I just kept looking, and I was studying her lines, and I just thought, I, and I just said, hello, Mr. <laughs> and a strange, inharmonic whisper came out. I was going, oh, I'm one of those people. But said, did you think oh, everybody has one I person guess, that is like that, that for them? Yeah. I just yeah. Said, I just love you. And she goes, and I love you too, sweetheart. Oh. And I remember thinking, oh, my God. The most fun was... Oh, my God. Martin. Oh my Short? God. No. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember his name. Well, I did a TV movie with him. He's got a son. It, Emilio his dad. Oh, um, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Holy cow. There Martin you go. Sheen. He and I were working on another TV movie. I learned so much. And Lorraine Laughlin was in this movie. Oh, really? Um, I was a lawyer, and he was a lawyer. And I was the defense. And as I kept, I had seven-page monologue. And I kept going back oh and forth, God. and she danced her back and forth, and I was going back and forth to the jury, and I was all but tap dancing in there. And he got his paper and balled up and threw it, and he went, Rhoda, you've got a pad in front of you, right? And I went, Well, yeah. And he goes, Why don't you just put those places you get stuck at on the pad? <laughs> and I was going, duh, duh, duh. Oh, oh, oh. But isn't that cheating? And he goes, Nobody knows if your line's there. So then one time I worked with Mr. Um, Andy Griffith, um. and he was getting up in age on Matlock. And I was standing there, also a lawyer, and they said, um, you're going to have to stand still, they being um, assistant director. Okay. He comes up and he puts this big poster board, tapes it to my blazer, and Mr. Griffin, Griffin is standing behind me. He's reading the lines off my back. And I was going, oh Holy my smokes. God. I have a big old slice of bologna standing here, And I just thought, that's, but you know what? That's amazing. He was brilliant. That's you never would have known he was reading those because he'd look around and find this and go to the <sighs> jury and then look back at my back and get the next line and I just went, oh, this is how it's done.
0: This, that's, that's an amazing story.
1: I loved him. I loved him. What about um, Billy Crystal and Bette oh, Midler? King. The king and Bette Midler the queen. They can turn it on in a split second. None of this, I, it's not method acting, I call it methodist acting, because <laughs> it's not about oh, I've got to be in this character all the time. Right. Then we're talking about shoe stores, Bette and I are talking about this place to go and who she needs to talk to it in Atlanta to get these shoes, and then she just, um, and you're on, she's like, great, how am I doing? And she walks up, bing, right into character. Wow. I respect actors' pros like that so right. much that it's like, oh, it's oh, oh, <laughs> If I was playing Hamlet, maybe it'd be different. Sure, but right. Yes, you're ready. Right. But you're in the makeup chair working towards that moment. Right. And I do agree. There's one actress that always said, like, the gauntlet has been thrown from the second you're leaving the makeup trailer. You know what you're going to do. And you prepare yourself. Some people call it building your circle or whatever. But you're ready when they say action. Right. Yes. That's your J-O-B. Yeah.
0: No, it's great. I just, I love all those stories. Well, Miss Rhoda. I love you. I, I love you. We can do
1: we, another one together. Just, we will. Maybe you have to write it.
0: No, next time I'll, we'll, we'll talk about something else. Okay. We'll talk about, um, I don't know, theater and what's Let's happening move. in theater. Maybe, maybe we can have Jake could talk too. Maybe,
1: and maybe I'll interview you so you get to talk more because you kind of held back. and I think. No, no, well, I, you ha, you have
0: so many interesting things to talk about. And for me, for me, meeting you was life changing. Oh, God. no, it really was because America. no, because here's the thing when I walked in the room to get into the makeup chair, and you know, we had already met and everything, and we're doing all our things and seeing
1: Jennifer in between us, and
0: seeing Jennifer That's in between us, better. but but sitting with you in the trailer and you just being you, which let's be let's be real, most of the people that you, a lot of the people that you work with, it's all about where they've worked and what their next project is and who their agent is and all of that. And I didn't have a whole lot to say in those areas. And when I sat with you, we talked about life. Yeah. And I asked you questions about things that you'd done. And we talked about what we were getting ready to do in the scene. Yeah. And we talked about, these weird ass costumes we were wearing or how big my hair was
1: was it was so big
0: but but for me you made everything Uh, like real like it was real like a real person doing
1: it but shouldn't we all we should we are actors trying to emulate honest human behavior absolutely The first thing we should be is real.
0: But everybody's trying to pretend to be, you know, something else.
1: It's a weakness and it's an armor of protection. It is. If we can't be real, who can be? Right.
0: And, you know, I'm a firm believer in when you don't know something, it's much better to just ask Uh, than, than, you know, pretend. But I had to pretend.
1: Uh, can I tell you something? I didn't realize that at all. Yeah. When you said that, I kept going, shut up, shut up. I said yeah. about 50 times. I was, I was pretending.
0: It was, it was, but it was because of you. Oh. Yes, because of you. And we talked about the business and, mm-hmm. and we, I asked you questions and I wasn't afraid to look stupid in front of you because no. you weren't judging me. No. And just from, and then just beyond that, you know, just as women being able to be friends and... Mm. Being able to be friends with a peer, um,
1: that's that's
0: that's unusual, you know. Somebody who um, you gets you, you know, who gets you, like really gets you. I agree. Um, that's hard to find time. in this world. Happen. So I thank you, and oh, I know God. that people will. Love listening to this, and um, <laughs> you've got some other things coming out. But I'll just make them all go to your IMDb page and stalk you just like that I do. Sounds perfect. I love you. I love you too. And thank you so much for doing this. Always, you're welcome. It will be fun, and we'll do another one sometime. Yes, soon. Will. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs>
1: Can I tell you that's the easiest interview I have ever done in my life? Well, it's it's because it's not an interview.
0: Well, it wasn't. We were There's just talking.
1: sitting around talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's going to do it for another edition of Sweet Tea Talk. I sure hope y'all enjoyed hearing me chat it up with my good friend Rhoda. She truly is an inspiration, teacher, and mentor. And with that, I'm going to leave you with a quote from a famous Grits gal, Miss Loretta Lynn from Kentucky. She always said, you got to continue to learn and grow, or you're just like last night's cornbread, stale and dry. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye now.